I'm Tom Gamble. And I'm Sherry. And throughout the next uh, several days, throughout this week, we're going to begin talking today about the spiritual disciplines. And the, the rest of the days this week, we're going to focus on one discipline each of the next five days. And so, we're going to spend a little bit talking first about what the disciplines are not. We're going to give you an idea of what it is we're talking about before we delve into the disciplines themselves. So what the disciplines are not. First thing, got a computer over to my side here. Understand that spiritual disciplines, and there are a dozen or more of these, okay? We're going to start looking at some, some here this week. The disciplines are they're not the way that we are saved. Understand that. It's not something that we do in order to be saved. We are saved uh, by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 make that clear. Okay, they're not a way, they're not how we're saved. Okay? And along with that, they're not laws that we obey that will get us so that we're closer to being saved or anything like that. We're saved through Christ. These are not laws. We need to be very careful not to make the spiritual disciplines an act of legalism. Like, oh, I have to do this. I have to perform this so that I'll be more accepted by God. That's not what they are. And we have to make sure also that we don't do the spiritual disciplines to gain favor from others or favor from God. Like the Pharisees were very good at turning things into legalism. I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture from Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18, talking about one of the disciplines we're going to, I don't think we're going to talk about, maybe we are, fasting. Yeah, we will later we will. Okay. Talking about fasting, they were doing this, and it says, Whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face, as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The disciplines are between you and God, not you and anybody else. Yeah, and so with that, also understand that the, the spiritual disciplines are not a means of judgment. For example, what I mean by that is we don't use them to compare ourselves with others. It's not one of those things where, hey, I'm doing this, you're not. Obviously, I'm I'm spiritually superior to you, or you're deficient somehow. Okay, it's not a means of comparing yourself with others, make passing a judgment. An example of this. If we look in chapter 18 of the book of Luke, we have the story about the Pharisee and the publican, or the tax collector. It says this, uh, Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. He says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, one of the disciplines. I give a tithe of all I get, but the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went to his house, went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So it's not a way that we decide, hey, I'm closer to Christ than you are because I practice these disciplines or this one or that one, and you seem not to do those yourself. And on the flip side of that, it's also not a way that we look at somebody else and we say, wow, that person's really good at praying or really good at fasting, and I could never be that good, therefore I'm not as strong a Christian as they are. It's not. It works both ways. It's not a way to compare. So right. what are the disciplines? Well, the disciplines are a means to transformation. Yeah. It's all inner, inside of us. It's a way to help us grow closer to Christ. It's living as Christ lived in everyday life, not just 
going through the motions, going to church on Sunday, but it's a way to really get us to be and to do the things that Christ did when he was yeah. here. Yeah. We see examples of these disciplines in Jesus' life. Jesus himself fasted. Jesus yeah. himself prayed. He went off by himself. Solitude. Solitude. He did. He served service. He did those things himself. And so we want to be like Jesus. And so we do naturally do the things that he did right. to be like him. Yeah. It's a way to help us grow spiritually, to grow closer to God. It puts us in a place where we can move beyond surface living yeah. and really start delving deep and growing spiritually, growing deeper in our Christian faith. Yeah, yeah. And so those four of those she mentioned, we've got fasting, prayer, solitude, and service. Those are four of the many disciplines that are out there, and those are things that Jesus did. So it's just doing things that he did. So we are more Christ-like that way, living as he lived. Okay, uh, example here I want to talk about. Um, well, doing the disciplines, it leads us... Uh, to making Christianity part of all of our life, it it it, it becomes it becomes who we are. Uh, true Christ likeness, true companionship with Jesus comes at the point where we naturally respond as Jesus would, because we are we are just practicing those things that He did practice while He walked on the face of this earth. So our responses when crises come up or decisions or spur of the moment on the spot choices have to be made, we naturally respond the way that Christ would because we are doing those things. We are practicing those disciplines that he practiced. So if we involve ourselves in those same spiritual disciplines that he did, we will be able to become, to respond more like Christ would. We're not going to come to the point that we're Jesus. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but we will become closer to, to responding as Jesus would. I'm going to give a, a response to become more automatic is another way to say it, okay? Um, baseball here, okay? And actually, this is a special one. I got this, went to a baseball game. Um, my boys and I, Jack Walkton, went to a game, saw the, uh, the White Sox play the... Uh, Tigers? It was the Tigers, yeah. And so we were sitting out in, in left field uh, early in the game. It was you one of the first games. We were the only games. ones out there, right? We were, we like, were the entire left field there. section right almost, okay? One heckler was about 12 rows in front of us. And so, we're, actually, somebody else right behind us. So, uh, we were sitting out there. It was a cold day. It was early April. Uh, Giovanni Soto was up to bat. Major League uh, it was the first White Sox, I think, first home game of the year. He actually had a home run to our section. I got the home run ball, okay? Uh, I didn't. It wasn't hit right to me. I had to run after it. Uh, the guy it actually fell right in front of him. He, I said, where's the ball? He said, there it is. I picked it up. Obviously, he was not overjoyed. Funny thing before you go into the actual yeah. uh, thing that you're going to hear. I actually got a text from a friend of mine who was watching this game on Fox Detroit. And she said, I think I just saw your husband catch a foul or a... Home run. Home run. <laughs> Home run. Yeah. Because she saw it on TV. So anyway. Yeah, anyway. So here's the thing. Baseball. Okay, major league players. This is something we see. A lot of times we'll see young athletes or even older athletes say, I want to be like him someday. Okay, I want to be like that player. So what do they do? They go out and they buy the same shoes that that athlete wears. They try to get the same glove. During the game, they will try a batting stance like that batter used. If they're on the mound, maybe they'll do some of the same routines that that pitcher used. Uh, if they're on the field, maybe they do the stance like he did, trying to imitate how that player played. Okay? But here's the issue. If that's what they do and they focus on, they're not going to be like that player. 
Okay, as much as they try during the game, they're not going to perform like that player. And here's why: because they are trying to act like that player on the spot in the game, not understanding or remembering that there's a whole lot of preparation behind the scenes. There's a lot of drills. There's a lot of reps. There's a lot of weightlifting. There's a lot of running. There's a lot of stretching. There's a lot of routine that that player goes through to get to the point when the game time comes and that ball is hit his way or that ball pitch is being thrown to to him, like when. She Giovanni Soto hit this ball, preparation to lead up to the point where they can perform as that athlete performs. In other words, in the spiritual life, it's the same thing. We can't expect to respond like Jesus in a situation if we have not taken the time to prepare, set the groundwork, the hours of preparation on our own behind the scenes, which the fan doesn't see the athlete do to prepare for that game. That's, that's what has to happen when the, for that athlete to be a professional athlete, the behind-the-scenes work to make game-time situations work. They put the time in. Spiritual disciplines, we put the time in to prepare ourselves doing the things Jesus did so when life situations come up, we're going to respond like Jesus responds. Exactly. They put us in that position to help us go deeper. Like I said earlier, it's not just showing up on Sunday for church or wearing a shirt that says, what would Jesus do or whatever. You know, yeah. It's actually doing the hard work, yeah. doing that stuff that allows transformation to occur. Yeah. So who can practice the disciplines? Spiritual disciplines can sound scary and can sound big, but guess what? They're for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, ordinary, everyday people. You don't yes. need to be a theologian. No. You don't have to have Bible college background to practice the disciplines. The mm -hmm. primary requirement is having a longing for God, seeking yeah. after God. Psalms yeah. 42, yeah. I'm tempted to sing it, but I won't. Psalms 42, 1 and 2 says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Yeah. Learning to live like Christ and to be like Christ to, to live how he did puts us in a position to grow and to be transformed into who God wants us to be and who we can be it makes us stronger, makes us, it just flows out of our love for Jesus and our desire to be like him. Yeah. If we love him, we should want to be like him. And so practicing spiritual disciplines puts us in that position to be able to do that, doing the things that he did. Yeah. Here's one thing that we need you to keep in mind. Be careful that the mechanics of the of the, the disciplines do not lead you to think that you are actually practicing the disciplines. And what I mean is this. As we talk about things like fasting, there is a way to enter into a fast and there's a way to come out of a fast. Okay? Just because you know the mechanics of how fasting is done doesn't mean that you practiced the discipline of fasting. Because fasting is not a mechanic, a thing to be done. It is an inner working in the heart. In other words, we do the activity of fasting for inner, there's this word again, transformation on the inside. It's not just stepping through a did this, did this, did this list of checking things off. Okay? Don't pay attention to the steps and think, hey, I've done it. And that's what we see with the Pharisees. I fast, or I read this parable. I fast twice a week. I did the steps. That doesn't mean there was inner transformation just because you go through those it's motions. It's a matter of the heart. So that's having right. said that, this week we're going to be talking on Tuesday about prayer, Wednesday fasting, Thursday will be about study, and Friday will be about service. We hope you'll join us for each of those. We'll see you tomorrow when we talk about prayer.